Go wild with Nation Gear's end of regular season merch madness sale. Nation Gear is offering our favorite fans 20% off all regular season merch. And we're going to give you free shipping on any orders over $200. Stock up your closet for the playoffs. Rep your team and grab that merch you've been eyeing up all season long. Don't wait. This sale only lasts from April 1st until April 7th. Shop the sale at nationgear.ca. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. They all can like lock down innings at any point. Hello and welcome to Blue Jays today, where we always have something to say about the Blue Jays. I'm your host, Nicholas Blaylock. I'm your host, Adam Pedal, and today. We're going to be breaking down the Tampa Bay Rays. Who are these guys in our division? Are they going to go back to the World Series this year? We're going to talk about the team and let you guys know. But before we get into that, guys, make sure to hit that subscribe button. You know, smash that that notification bell. Ding, 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 ding. So you can get all the updates when we're posting every single day. And as well, guys, Monkey Knife Fight. If you guys use our promo code today, Jays, you can get up to 100% back of your first deposit. So up to $50. $50 sends to $100, and you'll be entered into a jersey contest. We don't have many people in That's it right now. That's important knowledge. So if you can get a jersey of any of your choice, any Blue Jays jersey, mm-hmm. if you enter using our promo code Monkey or today, Jays on Monkey Knife Fight. Yep, yep, yep. Boom, yep, boom, yep, boom, yep, boom, yep. boom, boom, boom. Now that that's out of the way. Let's talk about the Rays. Tampa Bay Rays. All right, Nick. Tampa Bay Rays. We have, in our past, discussed who we think is good. Like, what is their over-under? We, we said over-under be 83 wins. You took the under. Well, I, I think it was, uh, I believe it, wasn't it? Uh, oh, no, you're 83. right. It was 83. It was yeah. 83. Yeah, I took under on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so tell me tell me about the team. Let's go through their team. Do you okay. got their lineup? Let's go through their lineup first and yeah, work our yeah, way I will, through. I will read off these guys right now. So their starting lineup goes like this. As um, like uh, I'm crediting RotoChamp with uh, with this. Uh, so their starting lineup goes like this. Austin Meadows kicking it off. Brandon Lowe in their second spot. Randy Arozarena, the phenom in the World Series, uh, coming in at their third spot. G-Man Choi in their fourth. Uh, and then fifth goes Manuel Margot. Sixth, Joey Wendell. Seventh, Willie Adamas. Eighth, Kevin Kiermaier. And ninth, Kiermaier. Uh, what, Mike, did, Mike what did I say? <laughs> oh, apologies. Uh, uh, Kiermaier. Um, Mike Zunino at the ninth spot. Yes. Uh, so that's the lineup there. Um, 
Any any stickouts to you? Any guys that uh, that you like? Any guys you don't like? No, and that's and that's the problem for me is that there is not a major stickout uh, as Ooh, far really? as um like when I consider lineups like the Toronto Blue Jays and I think of George Springer and I consider lineups like the uh, New York Yankees and I think of all of them and I consider lineups like the Milwaukee Brewers and Christian Yelich. I don't think that these guys have that, but. I, I will disagree because I think they have Austin Meadows and Brandon Lau for sure. In their last two years, uh, I took their last two year sample size and put them all together. Uh, they both hit really well. They had a like batting average of 273 for Austin Meadows and a batting average of 270 for Brandon Lau, an OPS of 871 for Meadows and, a, and an OPS of 876 for Lau. Now I agree, there's no superstar numbers here. I don't think that like, I don't think that we can consider those guys to be the level of a George Springer. Of course, or of course, Judge that's like Bryce that's like Harper. superstar level but these guys get the job done is what you know these guys get the job done and a rose arena uh, again it's only 84 at bats since he's made his major league debut but his ops is 991 so take it as you will uh even if he falls floor or like his floor is lower than that it could be very exciting for rose arena mm. um and then the rest of the lineup is kind of eh, Cho chow's a, a decent guy to 803 ops um willie adamas surprised me in that seven spot at a 755 but willie adamas it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with him once wander franco their number one prospect hits the well frankly leagues. willie adamas was the only other guy like i understand a rose arena has upside however mm. i'm trying to keep myself unbiased i know that there was a lot of media hype about him uh and as there should be yeah um but you know the way that i i need to approach a rose arena is a similar way to i approach um you know somebody like a uh an alejandro kirk except not as much because alejandro kirk hasn't yeah, done as much. a short sample but size. but a very similar approach yeah. to be like okay so this guy's ceiling is fucking insane but we just don't know enough right now. I agree with you mm-hmm. on Austin Meadows and Brandon Lowe. I do think that Austin Meadows will have a bounce back year yeah, in 2021 because he did didn't do too he hot wasn't in, uh, getting, in 2020. He just wasn't. There, um, you know? But uh, but Brandon Lowe, I like him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, however. Again, I don't think that they're the studs of like a Christian Yelich right. they're or, not or a Bryce stars. Harper. They're not like superstars. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, they I are don't stars. think that this this lineup has a superstar. They hope it's Willie, Randy Rosarina or, or Wander, Wander Franco. Franco when Wander he comes Franco. up. Now, Willie Adamas is interesting, and I'm happy that you brought him up because he was the only other Adamas. guy that I actually kind of liked out I of like this Willie lineup. Adamas. He's got good Everyone defense too. else in this lineup to me seemed... Like they've already seen their ceiling. They've seen they are Tampa Bay Ray classics. They're not horrible. They're not great. They're just there. They're place fillers. Mike Zunino is pretty horrible. Now Mike Zunino is bad. Manuel Margot is pretty bad too, and I think he's yeah he's he's okay. He's not bad. Like he's serviceable. Like six ninety three career OPS. That's six, pretty bad. It, yeah, yeah. But like for the last two years, you know, he's hit two forty three. You know, and like he's just a place filler. He's not like he's not like um, Derek Fisher bad. What's his OPS in the last two years? Uh, six eighty seven. Like it's not good. So worse than his career. Yes, yes, exactly. That's pretty but bad, dude. It is bad, but like it's okay. It's not horrible. Like Mike Zanino's horrible. Five fifty six. Five fifty six. Over the last two years, yeah. Yes, I, just, I do want to put in perspective, though, like Randall Gritchick, I believe his career OPS is something like 770. Yeah, because our lineup is fucking elite. <laughs> like, I know, I know, but just but put that in perspective. Yeah, you know? so. yeah. Our lineup's elite. Their lineup is not elite. Like, no. uh, that's pretty much clear. If, you're, if there's any debate on who is a better lineup, 
you'd be crazy to go Tampa Bay race. Uh, but they do have a couple gems in there, and they are getting a few more prospects coming up soon. And I, we should see those guys soon, especially Wander Franco, who looks awesome so far in spring well, training. Number one overall yeah. in the MLB. You know, it's, it's tough to argue against that. Yeah, yeah. He, he's gonna look. He's gonna look dominant, dominant, dominant. Especially, you kind of need this guy to be dominant because their payroll is always so low. They never can't go out, afford anyone. They never go out and spend guys. And uh, yeah, Wander Franco is going to be amazing. And I want to go into their starting rotation soon, but they actually have two guys that are coming up very shortly that are in the top 100. Brandon McKay and Shane Baz, if I'm saying that correctly. Brandon McKay is ranked 15th overall out of all of MLB uh, for prospects. And Shane Bass is number 90. Those are pitchers that are supposed to be coming up for this soon. Um, don't know much about them. Tampa Bay Rays fans, obviously, you know a little bit more about them than we do. But that is exciting because they well, they'll take any one of their pitching prospects and make them into studs. But let's go through the lineup that they have currently right now. What their do we got rotation, you mean, right? Their, their rotation lineup. Right. So yeah, yeah, as yeah. of, uh, again, Roto Champ, uh, it starts off with Tyler Glass now, and then their second guy is Rich Hill. Uh, Chris Archer is in there, Ryan Yarbrough. And then it looks like they're playing with a six-man rotation with uh, Michael Wacha. Waka. Waka. Apologies. And uh, Andrew Kittredge. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, I, uh, I like Tyler Glass now, although he needs to take a step up. Um, not super high on Rich Hill or Chris Archer. I am kind of high on Ryan Yarbrough. Not very high on Michael Waka or Wacha or Waka, Waka, Waka yeah. and Andrew Kittredge. Yeah, um, and like Walk. Actually, Michael Waka. Yeah, Michael Waka. I'm not high on. Last two years at a five fifteen ERA with a WHIP of one point five and a FIP of just disgusting. Not very good. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. Um, he's just a place filler. Like he's bouncing around teams. I think he's kind of coming to the end of his career. Andrew Kittredge. Actually, in the last two years, he's. Kind Kind of like done like a bit of a bullpen kind of starting rotation kind of mix. He kind of gets sprinkled in there a little bit in that six spot. Started for eight games, but 45 games that he played for the last two years. A 390 ERA with a 1.266 whip, a 351 FIP. That one really stuck out to me. Like, oh, mm. I don't know who you are. Race fans, is this guy good? What? Um, yeah. What, um, I, what I wrote down was yeah. I haven't seen a whole lot. Yeah, I haven't seen a whole lot, but those numbers. Can't lie about those numbers. There's some potential. There's some potential there to yeah, fill up that is, back there half. There is some potential you know? for sure, and and I do like what Ryan Yarbrough. I feel like he has some yes. upside. Yes. In fact, I think that I actually wrote down could be their number two. Definitely. Because um, I I'll be all honest, depending on what Rich Hill does this year. I I don't I don't expect a whole lot from Rich Hill. Really. Um. It's just the innings, dude. Like, you can't be a number two when you right, don't ever right. pitch over 150 innings. Right, right. It's, a, you know, it, it I just can't be. I think he'll do be. well when he does pitch, though. Because, again, I've been using, using the last two year things. Uh, 2.68 ERA. Does it say how many innings he's pitched in the last? Do you have it? Do you have it now? Uh, no, but I, I can guarantee yeah, it's, it's less it's than low. 80. It's low. But, like, in the last two years, yeah, he's dealt with some injuries old. Obviously, they're not, they're, they're holding to a pitching limit. But uh, he's, he's going to be a filler. And, like, yeah, Ryan Yarbrough is going to be up there. Tyler Glasnow is definitely the race of the rotation. Like, uh, like I, I wrote down 132 innings pitched in 2018. Oops. Because um, uh, that was like a, that's a lot for Rich Hill. And actually, his whole mm -hmm. career, he's been held on an innings limit. His right. highest ever was like literally like 
16 years ago and it was 195 and, and he hasn't got anywhere That's, even remotely yeah. close to that yeah he's older since. now um, he's like 40 yeah. or something yeah he is he yeah. is 40 years old yeah. and that's why i say i do not expect a lot from him if he is no. their like number five and like pitches you know every once in a while if he pitches like 80 innings Sure, I think he'll yeah. do very good. Yeah, I, mean, I don't expect the, him to do that. Especially though. the Rays strategy. That's going to be their strategy. They're going to hold him down to limits. He kind of fits well with the whole with the whole Tampa Bay Rays strategy, honestly. Um, for a guy who, like, they don't pitch them after the three innings anyways, or after three times to the rotation or lineup anyways. That's right? true. So it's like, That's you know, true. it kind of works for them. Um, what do you think about Chris Archer? Uh, don't think anything. I mean, I think he's their Tanner Rourke. Even worse. I think he's even worse than Tanner Rourke. Could be. <laughs> I think he's, Could be. Like, the only thing that Chris Archer could provide to Tampa Bay Rays is if he reconnects with some old guys. I don't know what their management was when he was with the, them in 2015, uh, but he was obviously a freaking ace in 2015. Mm-hmm. He was dominant. He was one of the best pitchers in the league. Um, he was looked at like Blake Snell was looked at, uh, to be honest. And so if there's any hope that maybe he finds like some similarities with the with the area, with the team, with the vibe, that's the only way he could possibly come back because the stats don't say he's going to come back. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't like him. However, that Brandon McKay and Shane Baz, I don't know about them, but they're really high up on the prospect board. So. I think that Tampa Bay Rays have always been notorious for turning pitchers into studs. They could take those guys, put them in the rotation like like Rich Hale, if he, he's on an innings limit, he drops down. Chris Archer sucks. He do, drops do down. Michael Walker sucks. Their, and those um, guys come in and fill in. Their ETAs? Uh, I actually don't. I was just that's, quickly looking That's something up. to because I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. entirely sure either, uh, but that's something yeah. to consider. Yeah, something to consider for sure, you know. But if this is for future looking at Tampa Bay Rays. I think those guys are going to have a chance to crack the rotation, obviously. Yeah. Sure. Uh, with Rearborough, Glass now, and these two. Uh, they're going to make something happen. Um, however, one part of their pitching staff that I really like is their bullpen. Their mm, bullpen is fucking okay. yeah. awesome. Talk ranked, to me about it, dude. Ranked second last year in bullpen war. 3.7 behind LA Dodgers. Mm. Their bullpen has always been notorious for being lockdown dominant. You know, they got Fairbanks. who's actually coming up. He hasn't been good so far, but um, he's supposed to be one of their up, like one of their like younger guys that's coming up through the system. And then you got Nick Anderson. You got Diego Castillo. Like Nick Anderson for sure. Yeah, yeah, those guys are dominant. Those guys are absolutely dominant in that bullpen. And Nick Anderson's FIP was 2.15. No, he's that's he is on, Nick Anderson unreal. is definitely elite. Like there's that's no unreal. question like he's a he's a good yeah, good player. And what's crazy about their whole bullpen is they all can like lock down innings at any point. Like they're like last year, literally second like that. They all, no matter what they are good. It's like almost you have a second rotation in that back half. Mm -hmm. So with the Tampa Bay Rays, when you're facing them, this is why we've always struggled against them because when they did have Snell and Morton, they locked us down for the first half. But if they, if they had a lead going into the back half of the game, you weren't winning. You right. just were not winning. <laughs> it's tough. They, it's tough to hit their. Uh, it's tough to hit their bullpen for yeah. sure, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, like they do have some guys. Uh, I think that they lost some pieces this offseason for sure. But yeah, I think that you're right. Like they do have some prospects. Um. I look at this team, and I see this team as um, being good in a little bit. I don't think that they're going to have an excellent, excellent year this coming year. 
I think that with their prospects that they have, with Wander Franco and with some of those other pitchers, you're right. I do trust that those pitchers will be developed into studs eventually. I don't think it will happen this year, and I think that their lineup and their pitching staff as it is won't be able to... um, won't be able to maintain the level to which they've been proving for, through 2018 to 2020. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think like, obviously I've done way more research now. Uh, when I made my initial production, I said 89 wins. I'm actually going to lower that a bit just because I looked at it a bit deeper. I'm going to say 84 and 78 is what I would go for them now. Because um, I still do think that they they have some guys in their lineup. They have some guys in their rotation and their bullpen is what really is what makes the Tampa the bullpen Bay is elite. Can't argue with yeah, that. The bullpen is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, their prospects, if I were them, I'd want to see the prospects get some playing time. However, they might, they might tinker with their playing time because they know the fact that they can't sign guys back. So whether they might hold off on bringing these guys up for 2021, just because of that playing time issue, Would, because yeah. once they start cracking into arbitration, it's like you're, you're spending money and you're not going to get and, you you know what, You're not realistically, get like the question is, are we ready to win right now? Do we need, will yeah. Wander Franco push us over the edge? I don't know if the answer is yes right yeah. now. You might hold off and wait till more guys are already Probably and then would. push them, push them all the way there. I think what really stuck out to me with this team, because I was looking at, and, and I know a lot of you guys um, and, and a couple of our friends, even I think even you said this too, um, mm. was that Tampa Bay Rays seemed to find a way to win. Yeah. Um, and I was looking back at their last decade. So from 2010 to 2013, they were above 500. Then they slumped from 2014 to 2017, and they were below 500. And then from 2018 to 2020, they were once again above 500. We know that they went to the World Series last year. But in 2018 and in 2019, their best players, looking at their war, was uh, Charlie Martin and Blake Snell, not in that order, in fact, flipped. So Blake Snell was in 2018 and Charlie Martin was in 2019. And both of those guys are gone now. So I am anticipating that they lost their two elite pitching studs and they are elite pitching studs. I think it will take them a year or two to bring up their Wander Franco and to bring up these other guys. And I think that Tyler Glass now still needs a little bit more development. I think that Ryan Yarbrough could be a solid number two with him with potentially another year or two. Um, I think that this team just needs more time. And I also looked at their ERAs, their career ERAs. So give it what weight you will. It doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, But I I classified their career starting rotation to our career starting rotation, the Toronto Blue Jays, who we have been talking about for a while, um, do not have an elite starting rotation. Uh, But the career ERA on our guys are lower which is something to note with a 3.8 and they have a 4.01. And uh, and that's yeah. kind of interesting to note. I just want to put that yeah, out it's there. A, it's a take note. It, take it's, it the, uh, with yeah, the way I wouldn't, you will. I wouldn't base it off like, I know, yeah, I know what you're saying. I wouldn't base like my whole judgment off that one note. It's something to note. Something to note. I think it's, I think you it's, know? you know, I think that the average is 
is interesting though, because let's face it, I think that Glasnow and Yarbrough will be better. I think yeah. that Rich Hill and Chris Archer will be worse. Yeah. I'm not sure about their other guy. For it's, us, I think that Ryu will be around the same. I think that Rourke and Ray will be worse. And I think that Matt's and Stripling, because I did not put uh, Nate Pearson in, because his career ERA doesn't matter. Right, right. But I think that those guys will be better. So I think that on the average standpoint, you can kind of look at it and be like, okay, this is kind of what we're looking at. When we look at every single guy, it's obviously not an absolute truth, but there's something to note here. Fair enough. Yeah, I do. I, I, this one shocked me in the last two years. Tyler Glass now is a 2.9 ERA with a 2.94 FIP. That one shocked me a little bit because last year he had a bit of a down year, but still over the last two years, he's really good. And 23 starts. That was factoring in his 2019. Yeah, right? last two years. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I know that in 2019, and I actually wrote that down. I was like, showed elite potential yeah. in 2019. Yeah. Expected the ERA of 2.3. He just needs to develop a third pitch because you I know, agree. He can gas people all he wants, but he needs to develop that change up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. No, I, until I completely that happens, agree. He, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be up and down. He's it's be up also and down. <laughs> something to note too. I mean, like now he is being. He is the ace. In 2019, Blake Snell and Charlie Morton were ahead of him. Um, And and that's no discredit to what he did. Like, he was elite as hell. And if he can get back to his 2019, what he was doing there, I think he'll be dominant. But you're right. To be the ace of a squad, to pitch over 200 innings, you need to have a third pitch because they have their scouting report on you, dude. Yeah, they like, have that. Report. I remember when we were facing them in the in the wild card series. It's like just wait for the fastball. Mm-hmm. Don't even offer at the at the curveball. Don't just, even just offer. wait for the fastball. Wait it's for very it, simple. Yeah. So he is beatable. He does need to develop that pitch. That's something that kind of look into is whether he is developing that pitch in spring training or not. So we'll see. That's a good point. Yeah. Take yeah. a look in spring training guys. Like, is he doing that? Because, uh, and also for a fantasy purpose, like when you're talking about fantasy baseball, that is my one concern with Tyler Glass. Now he is his expected ERA. His expected numbers are pretty good except for the hard hit rate and the exit velo because mm-hmm. the people that sit on him, the people that recognize just wait for the fastball. They're good fastball hitters. They knock it out of the park. Like yeah. when this guy gets hit, he gives up home runs. Yeah, yeah. Because they hit his fastball really, really, really hard. Yeah. Can he get a third pitch to trip them up? I think that's not gonna, sure. I think that's going to be the key for the Tampa Bay race is whether Glassnow can develop that way. Because if he can, then they just you know they kind of replace that Blake Snell a little bit, and then it all they depends on to. the other guys, they right? Because if they can do that, pitching is their bread and butter. And that's what gets Tampa Bay wins. And with the potential of Franco coming up in a couple of years, maybe this year, who knows? Don't know. Um, then their lineup could yeah. do a little bit of damage. Well, because as of right now, I'm not convinced on the lineup. I'm not convinced could, on it. I like the top three in Meadows, Lau, and Rosarina. I'll take that top three. You know, yeah, for yeah, for yeah. a team at their caliber and sure. like that doesn't pay sure. people. No, I like that. I, top three. I like that top three. Yeah. Um. But I. I, I do not well, like the rest Franco. Of like, I think that I think that uh you know having a top three that's pretty average. You know, it's like I yeah. think that a lot especially of, for a cheap ass team, you know? Yeah, for a cheap ass team. But I mean in the end, like I understand like you have problems, like your money's not there. You're an MLB team. Like I need to compare you to the rest of the MLB. Yeah. Like, do I like that top three better than Boston's top three? No, no, no. No, probably not. Like 
So I'd say like on a lineup standpoint, I think that they are fourth in our division. Yeah. Um, from a lineup. See, standpoint. That's the thing is like, do you think this lineup could beat Boston's pitching? Uh, I think they could do damage against Boston's pitching. Um, potentially. Yeah. I'll be honest. I need to do a little bit more research into Boston's, Boston's pitching. Yeah. I know that they also have some upside on their pitching, though. So mm-hmm. um, I think that these guys might be similar teams in the standpoint of Boston's got a little bit better lineup and, and Tampa's got a little bit better pitching than them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think that this team is not super complete. And I don't think that I will see them yeah. in the World Series next year. Yeah, I don't think they're going back. I think their ceiling, I think their ceiling is making wild card, going to the ALDS and losing. That's it. That's yeah. their ceiling for me. We're going to see how much this whole narrative of Tampa Bay's coaching is elite. And we're going to yeah. see. Like, and their pit player be. development yeah. and shit. Yeah. We're yeah. going to really know, like, is this the case? Yeah. So we'll who knows? Who we'll knows? see, guys. So, guys, what do you think about Tampa Bay Rays? Do you guys think Tampa Bay Rays going to take a bit of a step back this year? I think we both agree they'll take a bit of a step back going not World Series potential. But, you know, like I said, ALDS is my ceiling. What's your ceiling on them? Uh, probably the same. Probably the same? Probably the same. Yeah. yeah. So what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments down below. You can also check us out on Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, Radio Public, and Google Podcasts. Also make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below. And uh, if you want to win a jersey, then use our code TODAYJAYS, making your first deposit on Monkey Knife Fight and your first bet. Uh, burp! Thanks. <laughs> Um, also TikTok, Relevance. Uh, we're popping off on there. Instagram. Um... Yeah, guys, we just oh. went live yesterday, yeah. and it yeah. was awesome. We yeah. got such a good following, so make sure to look out for those because yeah. they're going to be coming a lot more. They're going to be coming. Look up, look for them on Sundays. Not sure about this upcoming Sunday. We'll have to see. We'll we'll keep you guys up to date. Uh, but definitely, when the games start being broadcasted, yeah, for sure, we got to yeah, watch for those. Sure. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. And thank you guys so much for watching. And go Jays, go. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 